Welcome to the CCF Iowa podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another CCF podcast. My name is Jake Mitchell, and I am the current campus pastor for the men at Iowa State University. And today we'll be going over 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now, as Roger had discussed in 2 Timothy 1, Paul wrote this letter to Timothy while he awaited execution. Paul takes this time to write a personal, intimate letter to Timothy to encourage and strengthen him for the times to come, uh, to be the future leader of the church. Um, To begin chapter 2, Paul basically gives Timothy the basics of what it means to be a good disciple in Christ. And it's just kind of, um, I like to think of it as rehash of a lot of how Paul has already taught previously and what he really wants Timothy to remember. Um, So we're going to go ahead and start into that with uh, 2 Timothy 1 through 7. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in the suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Now, so this first section right here I want to start off with is right there in... um, verse 1 of chapter 2. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So this first step here is to be strong. And as Paul discusses here, it is clear that our strength does not come from ourselves, but it comes from Jesus. And as a disciple, we must know where our strength comes from. Uh, If you watch football, then you'll know that a running back is only as good as the offensive lineman, the strength of the offensive lineman that blocks for him. If he receives no strong blocks, if he does not receive those, the strength from his line, then he's not going to be having a very good day. A good disciple follows God's path, just as a good running back follows his O-line. So just as us as disciples of Christ must rely on the strength of Jesus, must rely on the strength of God. A good running back must rely on the strength of his offensive line. Um, And on into verse 2 here. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So much like a part of our core values, we are called to equip we are to be an equipper. Paul reminds Timothy to keep the process of faithful doctrine going here. This is a key part to discipleship, having leaders develop and invest in each other and in new leaders to continue the ministry. Um, You know, I think about it, Paul uses a lot of sports analogies here, and so I'm going to kind of use another one here. When a runner is running a race, he doesn't hand the baton off to someone in the stands, right? He, he doesn't hand off to someone who hasn't trained for that moment. When a race is going on and it's time to, pa- to pass the baton, 
the runner is going to hand it off to the next guy in line who has been training hard, who has been working hard to be prepared for this race. So if Paul, you know, I mean, the reason Paul is investing so heavily in Timothy here is because he feels that Timothy has been prepared for this moment. And he's asking Timothy to do the same thing well after uh, Paul's life is over. Um, Timothy, as an older man, he is asking him basically to – he's asking him to continue this process. It's like, hey, I am your spiritual father in in a sense, and I am asking you to do the same thing with the next generation of disciples. And uh, that's really what this is all about. Um, on into uh, verse 3 and 4 here. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Now, this is the first of three analogies that Paul uses to highlight what Timothy can expect in a life of discipleship. Uh, So the first one, the soldier. A soldier expects to lose independence and experience difficult conditions. So whenever Paul says here... To share in the suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus, the average soldier, especially during that period, so the soldiers that Rome that sorry, the soldiers that Paul would have been talking about here, uh, Roman soldiers, the idea of what a Roman soldier was, um, they trained and suffered uh, together. Their training was rigorous. They had to be incredibly disciplined, incredibly prepared. And a soldier in the rank of Roman soldiers would lose their independence very quickly. Um, They had to be ready to move in formation as one. They had no sense of independent fighting abilities. Their shield protected one another. Their swords were a part of one moving battle unit. And that is how Paul expects us to be together as disciples of Christ. We are to be united in purpose. We are to be suffering and working together. Soldiers have a purpose to please their commanding officer. These soldiers in this time period also were recruited into the Roman army uh, via a uh, famous general more times than not or a general that wanted to be famous. These generals were the ones that bankrolled the entire legion, the entire uh, Roman force. These soldiers were not loyal to the Roman state. They were loyal to the Roman uh, general, the Roman officer that employed them because it was these Roman officers that actually paid these men. And so at the end of the day, we are called to be extremely loyal and to please the one who gave us our purpose, the one who brought us in. And as Paul says, we are in this ministry, but by the grace of God. So basically, God is our general. God is the one who's bankrolling us. God is the one who has given us this opportunity to do what we're doing. So we have to please our commanding officer. Soldiers are called to renounce things that hinder their ability to obey their commanding officer. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits. The Roman imperial legions were structured to depend on obeying commands to the letter. And just like believers, 
Just like the Roman armies, believers face defeat when we don't follow our commander, Lord Jesus. Good soldiers have families, I'm sure, and things of that nature. But if that family or if that job that you really want or that money that you really like to have becomes a detriment to your ability to be a good soldier for Christ, then all of a sudden we are becoming entangled in these civilian pursuits over the higher purpose that we have as soldiers in Christ. And so we have to avoid that at all costs. On into verse 5. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So we are called to be disciplined like the athlete. The crown here is almost certainly a reference to the olive wreath crown given to Olympic winners. An Olympic athlete trains diligently. As Christ followers, we too are required to train, sharpening ourselves as well as each other. Unlike the Olympics, however, all athletes who train and compete according to God's command will be crowned. We are not competing against one another. That is something that I think Paul uh, went out of his way multiple times to specify is that, you know, this idea of running the race and fit and fighting the good fight. He's not he never talks about competing against other runners in his race analogies. He always talks about just finishing the race. And that is the point. We have to be trained up enough to finish the race because there are so many people that I have known um, or, or currently know that have, that are a part of this race, but that they lose focus on what's important and perhaps they drop out of the race completely, or they at least slow down to the point where they're not really moving in the race anymore and they might not finish. The point of the race isn't to compete against other runners. It's to gain the ultimate prize, which is that olive wreath crown in heaven. And then on into verse 6 here. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. The third and final analogy, the hardworking farmer knows that in order to yield a bountiful harvest, he must work to plant and cultivate the seed. The harvest, it doesn't just plant itself and walk itself to the barn. these farmers they were willing to work hard they had a tough life but they did that in order to cultivate the harvest like these farmers we are called as disciples to work hard whether that's through um, physical means of service perhaps or whether that's through difficult spiritual conditions um, we are called to go at it again and again and again to cultivate the seed to spread the seed and I think this also could be applied um, to the uh, good ground uh, parable that Jesus talks about as well you know as a, as a farmer if we are a good farmer then we can also put our seed in the ground that is uh, most accessible. And we can work hard to make that ground that is not very accessible more so accessible. Now, I'm not saying that all of it will be perfect if we just work hard enough or anything like that. 
but it is it is also for the benefit of the kingdom that we work hard whether it's cultivating planting or um, carrying out the harvest and so the soldier receives the approval from his commander the athlete gets the ultimate victory and the farmer will get to enjoy the fruits of his or her labor so these three analogies they come at this this idea of discipleship from three different or three slightly different angles um we have to work hard we have to be willing to give up our independence in certain situations we have to be disciplined we have to obey all of these things are things that are necessary to be good upstanding disciples and on into verse 7 here think over what I say for the Lord will give you understanding in everything so Paul is asking Timothy to be thoughtful here to think on his words God speaks through the Bible God speaks through his word but we need to be open, attentive, and receptive to him and to his word. Spend time in the word. Meditate on it. God grants understanding. Um, you know, an example I used with the students. <laughs> um, one of the students, Daniel, he uh, was trying really hard to teach me uh, this card game, um, Unstable Unicorns, or something like that. Something of that nature. I think that was the name. Um, and the first two or three times that we played, I probably paid very little attention. I was just kind of there to be social, you know, and talk with the students, having a good time. And I really had pretty much no idea what was going on, even though I was there in person. And, or, uh, you know, an example closer for me would be, you know, if I'm trying to teach someone how to uh, play a sport or throw a Frisbee or uh, just play ultimate Frisbee in general they if they're if i show them how to properly hold a frisbee to throw the perfect flick or how i would hold the frisbee to throw a hammer throw and get that really nice curve going if i show them that and then they immediately turn around and hold the frisbee the exact same way they were holding it before i showed them that probably means they weren't being very attentive just like i wasn't being very attentive to daniel's board games so we need to be attentive. We need to pay attention and actually be in the moment when we're, when we're there with God, when we're there in the Word. We have to be open to actually changing our prior um, ways of doing things, you know? Um, like for that ultimate Frisbee analogy, they can continue on to be poor at what they're trying to do, or they can try to improve. And we are the same way as disciples. Um, if you spend time in your word, there will probably not be very many days where you can th say to yourself, you know what, I think I'm doing this really well. I could probably, you should probably be saying, I could do this better. And that is the point here, I think, to be thoughtful and to be willing to improve upon that. So Paul loved Timothy very much, and he wanted the ministry to continue in all success. Paul gives us encouragement for being good disciples. And I'm just going to go ahead and repeat um, all these steps that I had here. So step one was strength in God. We have to find our strength in God to be a good disciple. Two, to be a good disciple, 
we need to be an equipper. We need to equip people, the next generation of Christians, each other, all of that. We have to be able to equip them for the future. Be tough and be focused. Be like a soldier. You have to be willing to accept hardship. You have to be willing um, to kind of just lose a little bit of your own decision making. And that's a tough idea, especially in uh, modern Western cultures. Um, Be disciplined like the athlete. We have to follow the rules. We compete according to the rules. And if we compete according to the rules, then we will receive our crown. Work hard like the farmer. In order to gain that harvest, um, in order to allow a harvest to prosper, we have to work hard. We have to be willing to spread the seed, cultivate the seed. Um, We have to plant it. And we have to be there to help it grow. And then once that harvest is there, man, uh, it's just... uh, you know, I, I truly hope that uh, you listen to this, that you get the chance to kind of see um, a harvest, or if you've already have seen, <laughs> a harvest of believers uh, come after uh, your own work. And then finally, be thoughtful. Be willing to read into it. Be willing to listen to the word and be willing to improve. Um, that that willingness to change how we do things according to Scripture is uh, one of the more humbling experiences for me um, every day. Um, so, well, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you guys have a great day, whatever time of the day it is when you listen to this. Thank you. Once again, uh, my name is Jake Mitchell, and I'm over at Iowa State. Um, yeah, y'all have a good day. Hey, thanks for spending time with us today. If you have any questions about what you heard or any interest in learning more about CCF in Iowa, then please email us at ccf.uiowa at gmail.com and we would love to get you connected.